Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, the show we come for your rambling, geeky download. My name's Tommy, and I'm delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host from across the pond. It's DL. What up, DL? Everything. Everywhere all at once, all man. All it's, it's all right. It's all happening. Everything's all right. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm doing okay, man. How are you? I'm good. We, got, we managed to get through the intro that time. Yeah, well, I was going to say I have my <laughs> health, you, but I had a coffee choking to death. Yeah. Before the start of the pod. So maybe I, I, maybe I don't have that. <laughs> maybe you're not all right. I should just leave it in. Uh, fair <laughs> enough. Like, you just choking to death. This Why is your last dude? ever podcast. Why not? So like, yeah, it's, uh, life's been good. I mean... I, you know what? Why am I lying? Life's kind of been tough this last week. I'm wow. not going to get into all of it, but uh, you know what I do when life is tough? Uh, do I want to know? <laughs> well, in this case, yes. <laughs> all right. Yeah, go and tell me. I lean on nostalgia. Okay. okay. And uh, I'm like, fuck, who had a worse, what's nostalgic and who had a worse time than me? And there's no one that had a worse time than Frodo Baggins. All right. Oh. So this week... I tuned in to Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring Extended Edition. Oh, Because I was feeling like, fuck, I need, to, I need some escapism. I need to clock out a bit of nostalgia. I'm assuming the Something film. to put... Yes, the film. Obviously, is there an extended edition video game? Of the book. Oh, no, not the book. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> read for 24 yeah, hours straight. Say, yeah, that's a pretty far extended edition. Uh, so I, uh, yeah, I, I was like, fuck, man, I need to escape. I need some nostalgia. I need to, like, get my head straight. And uh, I need to literally put my little gripes in perspective, right? I'm not taking the ring to Mordor. Right? That's, so that's such a, a such a great way to do that. And, I, and it was fucking refer- it was really really nice. So nice, in fact, that last night I started the two towers, but fell asleep on the couch. What an amazing yeah. set of movies. We should do them at some point. We should do like a uh, yeah, trilogy. I mean, it'd be cool. I, it's hard to like really like. It's one of those things that's probably been talked about so much, and it's hard to like do Lord of the Rings the movies and not talk about the books. I think, but. Mm. I, you could do both, I guess. But um, well, with the Lord of the Rings TV show coming up, we should absolutely do it for that. I yeah, it's in September, right? So we got some time. So, yeah, we've got a bit of time. We can do it. On the no, I, I keep it anyway. It was fucking. Well, you know what I'd nice. love to do? We've not done it before. I'd love yeah. to do uh, a a talk track for like a movie. You know when people like do like they do a watch along with a movie and they talk talk and they just like make fun of things as they yeah, happen. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to do that. Maybe for the Lord of the Rings. That would be good. That would be good. I mean, it's a that's a long pod. Oh yeah, no longer long. than any of Joe Rogan's though. True. So, put together all of the, you could do all of them put together and it's still a long <laughs> nah, show. Nah, nah. It's a three-hour movie, <laughs> three-hour podcast. Hey, look, before we get into it, guys, yeah. there will be time codes in the description if you want to jump around, you want to hear us banter about our weeks, you want to jump around to the news. Got some news coming up. We've got a bit of yeah. have you heard, as we like to call it. And then we're gonna get into our main topic, which we've already talked about in ab- in an abstract way. But I'm super excited to talk about this main which, topic. I say that every week, but I genuinely am. Which is very much in vain of the movie. It's very abstract. Very abstract. Um, hey, but guess what? Yeah. I actually did something random this week as well. What's that? I can't... I'm not... I think I might have told... Actually, no, I definitely told you this. But this week, my work had like a, a, get, a big work get together. We've not done it in since before code had everyone together. Fucking lucky you, man. And it was... My colleagues are starting to think they're my friends. <laughs> too much of this anyway, well it's great so yeah. what they did was they had a theme for it and you yeah. know you know your boy loves a theme yeah i either, with fancy dress right i either go zero or a hundred yes. and the theme was your childhood hero now my childhood hero as if you listen to super super bracket bros you'd know that it's actually batman but mm. i didn't have enough time to get a batman suit together the only also one, man the only one nipples. i could find you would yeah. only you'd, you'd only find like the george clooney oh, one yeah. you can't oh, wear that yeah. one. <laughs> i had full bat nipples yeah. <laughs> the only one i could find that was half decent was going to take like three months to arrive so i was like screw that so i got my second favorite which was spider-man 
But I did a twist on it, right? And I know you love this movie. I did the Into the Spider-Verse Peter B. Parker, where it's yeah. he's got the gray trackies on, he's got like a green hoodie on, jacket on, sorry, and like different shoes. Honest to God, no one had a fucking clue what was going on. People kept saying like, why have you got sweats on? When are you going to take the sweats off? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, dudes, this is the outfit. Nobody Fuck understood. Off. And as soon as I showed them like a picture, they were like, oh, that's actually really good. But I'm like, I don't have to explain this yeah, to it's never fun. No. But you had to know. You had to kind of know. Yeah, you, yeah, you show up in like the, the full Spider-Man outfit. They're like, okay, got it. Well, the like, other thing was as well. You like, do the sp- combination. Spider-Man outfits, I don't know if you know, effectively it was a morph suit, right? You know, it's skin yeah. tiny. They're very revealing. Yeah, and they for a work event. Package. For a work event. They can't get mad at you. It's not <laughs> I like, didn't want to be like that what do you do? Like what if you're a dancer? What if your dream was to be a dancer and you had to wear a leotard? It's the same, same. It's very true, but my dream wasn't to be a dancer. My dream Heroes was to be Batman some, with yeah. bat nipples. <laughs> also provocative. <laughs> Uh, that's Do you want to talk? What have you been up to this week, mate? Tell me what you've been up to. What have you been doing? Other than, uh, yeah, other than other Lord, than of, the Lord Rings, of the Rings, yeah. I've been well. I've been listening to actually a lot of podcasts. Oh yeah, nice. a lot of dry, like a lot of heady Joe Rogan shit. Then I don't know if you've heard of Flagrant. It's a really uh, nope. it's it's Andrew Schultz's podcast. Oh, sorry, I do. I do. Hilarious, man. They are so funny. And they had on like Jake Paul for one, and Joe Rogan for another. And it's just it was like a. I highly recommend the one both of them. Because they just have mm. such a great dynamic, and it was I was belly laughing the whole time. Because we saw Andrew Schultz actually live in Sydney, right? Yeah, we did. And I feel like I like really, you know, I hate to be a hipster, but like sometimes you know you find someone before they're big, and it was mm. really cool watching him rise. He's from Santa Barbara, the same oh, really? university I went to, and it's been really cool watching him just like rise up, like via like YouTube, all the beef with Netflix. Then he finally gets his yeah. Netflix special. I mean, if you remember that that time we did see him he personally took a picture with every single person if you wanted to in the <laughs> I show don't think, i don't think we, we didn't did. I, I, if, <laughs> we it was, didn't. if it was with my friends back home we're all santa barbara we would have done it i think but uh, i like you know and at that point i was pretty stoned you i was like i was like oh, are we gonna wait in this long line i think i'd met you after work so like you guys had all had like you guys had all been enjoying yourself and yeah. i rocked up and we watched this show and y'all were like sinking into your seats yeah. it wasn't they weren't comfy seats either they were like oh, auditorium were seats yeah you know like from like school anyway so a, a lot of podcasting and then i've watched a bit of westworld three episode Ooh. three and four for season three i do i i like where they're taking it what i will say it did so far it feels like a very big missed opportunity to include like another storyline concurrently in the park, like why have we just suddenly completely left? Yeah, well, that the Westworld Park. Like yeah. you could have, they could have done something new, tackled another side of things in the park, so you didn't completely lose track the, of it. Yeah, yeah the, like the flavor that people liked about well, that, it. That was the that, that was the whole. Yeah, point it, of it like right? I get that eventually they're gonna move away from that, but like have that hub with new characters and yeah. a new park and a yeah. new world while you're also exploring what's happening outside, find some way for them to connect in a couple of seasons, you know? I guess the message is that now the world, like the world is for the the ro- robots, call them robots. The world is for the robots. The world is for the robots. And now the people are in, in their park almost, if that makes sense. It's flipped. I get the trope flip. I get it. But I, I guess like- Script has it, flipped. You could, you could even explore those themes- with something else happening in the park. I don't know. I just feel like it, there was so much more to explore there, I thought. So inter- um, interestingly, there is a subplot, and I'm not sure if you've got to it, whereby there's another AI, and I can't remember the whole point. Like Roaring or something. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember the point of that AI, yeah. but just imagine if that ha- just happened to have been in one of the parks, right? 
there's that brings it back to the park at all times and there's, it gives you a reason to plenty, be there. Yeah, the, I feel like there's plenty of ways they could have invented something to, you know, they they just made it super super like. There's a movie that this reminds me of that I can't think of it. It they just made it really. Is it is it uh what's the one with Harrison Ford? Blade. It's very Blade, Blade Runnery. Runner. I love like Blade the Runner. style, but it's like like you could tell they're trying to do like a modern Blade Runner that's not fully a mm. a messy dystopia. It's like a clean dystopia. Like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Kind of, <laughs> but not really because it's also still like kind of messy. I, I don't know, but like it rem- I saw I saw the best meme this week. I've got to interrupt you there. We're talking about like Blade Elysium Runner Elysium or something. Anyway, did did you see um. Did you see that there's images of Ryan Gosling being, re- Ryan Gosling <laughs> being released in his yeah. new role in the Barbie movie? That's Ken, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And someone had photoshopped, like, there's a, there's a bit in 2049 Blade Runner when Ryan Gosling's character is, like, bleeding and he's, like, looking up and he sees the hologram of the mistress who he'd had throughout the whole yeah. movie. And someone had photoshopped the version of Ken in and it was fucking brilliant. It just looks so good in that situation. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm curious what that movie's going to be I'm like. Not, I, but what, like, what well, could it be? That's my point. Is it going to be some satire on it? Like, it actually that could be interesting. Because like, I'll why else? Wa- I'll let you go and watch the. Bible, why else maybe. would they have done it though? Like these, they got good actors for it. Who else in it? Uh, Margot Robbie. Oh yeah, okay. Barbie. So I feel two, like it might two be good actors. I, might, I feel like. Well, I mean, who else is? What other characters are there? <laughs> Ken and fucking Barbie. <laughs> what about Black Barbie? Spandex Kev, Mermaid uh, Barbie? Spandex <laughs> Barbie from the 90s where it went a bit kinky. Uh, I, I feel like they might be doing something that I might surprise you. I don't yeah, know. okay. Uh, anyway. I'd like, if it, yeah, if the reviews come out and it's surprising, fair enough. What have you, uh, what have you been watching, man? I didn't think I'd done a lot of things, but I've genuinely done a lot of things over the last week. Oh, it's, okay. it's a bit random. So it was the, go- the girlfriend, the partner's um, Novito week this weekend. So we sat down to watch a movie and she said... the whole weekend. All, you guys do weekends now? Well, no, like for, for the movie we were watching uh, on Sunday or whatever, whatever night it was. And she decided to watch the Silver Linings Playbook and I've never seen it. Oh, it's a good movie. It's See, a your good, partner picks good movies. It's fine. Like it didn't blow me away. Oh man, that's a good movie. That's it's a fine, good, good character romantic comedy. Character driven romantic comedy. It's, it's just all the tropes of romantic comedy. It was fine. It was good. I liked it. I liked Bradley Cooper in it. I felt like his character I was. I don't agree that it was tropey. It's very, it's like a mental health movie too. They do a great yeah. job of exploring mental health, how it's passed down from like father into son. I did quite like that. That, yeah, was, that like, was interesting. How that the really good acting wasn't like you know. I was surprised De Niro was in it. That was a yeah. real surprise to me. I didn't realize he was in it. I thought he was really good actually. Yeah. Like the scene where they have a little scuffle and, and he's clearly trying. Bradley Cooper's clearly trying not to hit him. Mm-hmm. Actually, quite funny. And but like obviously he's supposed to be really serious because he's having a, a flip out. But I liked. I did like his his arc of how he managed to get hold of his emotions through you know, been really progressive in something that he enjoyed. He didn't enjoy doing at first, but grew to enjoy and love. I thought that was nice. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought. I think it was like a Best Picture nomination. Yeah, I think movie. it was. Yeah, I, think um, it was. I, I really like that movie. Anyway. Yeah. All right. One Another thing I watched this week. Did you realize that Ms. Marvel is out on Disney Plus? I did. I didn't realize. I did. And it's funny that we haven't talked about it because I did. I had no idea. And I subconsciously obviously didn't talk about it. It got released on the same day as one of the episodes of uh, Obi-Wan. Why on earth would they do that? Who's going to watch this over Obi-Wan? No offense. Like it's, I watched the first episode. I didn't mind it. No, it was like fine. Brett, I was talking to my buddy Brett, and he he was saying like, "Oh yeah, it's always fun Wednesdays when you binge all the Disney stuff." I was like, "What Disney stuff? All there is is Obi Wan. What are you binging?" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, uh, what is it?" Uh, I was like, "Isn't?" And then, I, uh, "What is that one called?" Uh, oh yeah, Miss Marvel. I was like, "Isn't that just 
epitomize what I thought about that. Like, I didn't even know it was out. I didn't even remember what it was about. I don't even know who Miss Marvel is. Should I watch this? Probably won't. It's a very teeny comedy. Comedy? That's the wrong thing. It's a very teeny, like... It's like Hawkeye was kind of that way, too. Yeah, it's got a lot of those... But this one's, like, in in high school. Like, it's she is a high school student. Which is, you know what? It's fine. I just... My question... Did you watch some is, of it? How much did you watch? We watched the first episode. There's two episodes out. We watched the first episode last night. And actually, my partner really quite enjoyed it. She got, she by the end of it, she was quite enjoying the mm. episode. I, I just thought it was a little, it was fine. Like, I just don't think it's for me. That sounds really obvious and a bit like yeah. random. But like, it's it's not aimed at me. It's not, it's not like a superhero that I can, I completely get what they're going for. The diversity, love it, love all of it. And But it's just for a younger generation than me. That's, I didn't, you're getting old, man. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm still wearing Spider-Man outfits. Hey. Uh, <laughs> it was I, so funny. I was, we, we were at the party and someone said like, we should have all worn Spider-Man outfits. And I was like, why? And they're like, so we could have done the meme. I was like, oh my God, we could have mm. done the meme. Like fuming. Uh, and a couple of other quick bits. I watched a couple more episodes of The Boys. So good. And we're finally getting into Stranger Things. So we've watched up to episode five now. You're still not done. They've released a trailer for we, the next we, season. Watch out. You're going to get me spoiled. And, me and partner are watching it together. So it's taking us a bit longer because we have to, it's, you have to you freaking find time to sit down and do it. But, oh my God, I now realize why Kate Bush is at number one in so many countries. It's actually a really good song. What an amazing song. I, I, and I knew that song, but I was like, why have I never listened to I mean, yeah. sing, I'm, pissing, I'm pissing her off so bad at the moment. Yeah. So every every time like I'll, she'll come downstairs, I'm like, it's like Donkey from Shrek. She's getting so annoyed. It's good. But how good is the scene when she's in the graveyard and spoils us? With God, it's so yeah. good. No, it's really good. That that is that the last episode you've seen? So we actually, I think the fifth one, the one we watched after, is the one where Elle goes off with Papa. And oh, yeah. they then go to check out the old house and they're in the house while he's well, he's he's yeah. attacking the, the black jock kid. And yeah. it's real intense. I did call that though. I was a little bit annoyed because I was like, oh, that's obviously what's going to happen. Because they, ch- they were chasing the, the kid. Uh, yeah, but like some things are telegraphed on purpose like it's not all meant to be like, i didn't think that was supposed to be telegraphed it was just I'll, yeah they, they, it was they, an they indicated it like three like an episode before that he was the next one but they did like two or three and i was like oh, okay I, I actually genuinely like side side conversation would love to see them kill off one of the main characters this season uh, yeah well, i'd really enjoy that i mean you've seen more episodes than i have so yeah. you probably know more but um final thing before i agree because everyone's been pretty immune yes there's a lot of plot armor in the show. Well, they're, well, like they're not necessarily needing to be. Like they just they could have killed someone off. It's been four seasons. Like yeah, well, yeah, exactly. All they've done is kill off the brother. Oh, they did. Yeah, Billy. I liked Billy as well. By yeah, the way, he's a good character. I mean, it did feel like a, a loss because he was a good. He was he's a good, good foil. Yeah. yeah, he was a good character. He was a foil to Steve as well. To everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I would have liked seeing him interact more with like Nancy and stuff. Like obviously. He's not going to be as aggressive towards her physically, but then he mm. could have, you know, used all the mental tactics he used against Max and stuff. So, yeah. but then she's significantly older and, you know, probably more intelligent. So she'd probably have a better rapport with him. Maybe I think that would have been a fun dynamic. Well, there's a lot of people that didn't interact with him. He was kind of siloed to his story. Yeah, he was a little bit. But it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's certainly interesting that Steve Harrington's character was supposed to die in the first season. We talked about this. But was you know such a great person on set? They kept him around. Yeah, 
they felt they had to murder someone, so they went with who was so they, his replacement. So they brought in the guy that was basically what he was supposed <laughs> yeah, to be. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It's funny. Um, and, and very last thing, then like he plays quickly, basketball as well. You're right. Does there. <laughs> it's the same dude. I uh, I dare tell you, I finally finished Elden Ring. I finally did it, guys. It happened. Right. You know what's funny? You know, I told you I spent like weeks trying to beat that one boss. Yeah. I beat the final like three like ga- actual gameplay like storyline bosses like in a night. But is it, isn't that just the, because of the way, like those games are? Like they always have bosses. Like even Final Fantasy and shit have this. Yeah, Final they Fantasy always have these have bosses that like you don't actually need to beat for the story. It's just kind of like for fucking. I love nerd, an optional for boss. like nerds who are just yeah. like, I'm gonna take this hard yep. boss on. Yeah, yeah, yep. All those games do Absolutely. that. Yeah. I am now playing New Game Plus though, so I'm not gonna have any spoilers for it. I will say, like I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, there are six endings to this game. I did watch them all on YouTube. I couldn't be bothered playing through to get them all. <laughs> But I got the one. You fucking do this every time. Well, I'm not going to play it. I'm, I'm just going to play to kill a few random peeps and then I'm going to leave it. I, I got the one and I found it afterwards. I was like, that makes no fucking sense. Do you know why? Because it's completely mistranslated. Uh, I, went on, I went on YouTube and I was like, what, is, what does this ending mean? And it was like the whole, the whole thing. So like to get this ending, you have had to done specific quests in the game. Like mm-hmm. a, really, a really specific quest. You'd know if you'd done it. And the ending of that quest, she gives you this dialogue about her like path, what she's gonna do next, and you're like, oh yeah, that that's all right, that does make a lot of sense, cool. But that was also mistranslated. So, so you when were just you, confused. When, yeah, when you fully translate them properly, you go, oh, I get it. They're gonna go and do this thing. Cool, that makes sense. But the way it's projected in the it's presented in the game nonsense <laughs> like complete nonsense how does something like that i don't know get through how does it i don't know so interesting well anyway look we've been rambling for far too long let's move on to talking a little bit about the news um dl have you heard this week there's some interesting interesting bits of news in our sphere i don't know how much you've heard our but sphere. did you hear this week there's been some dune casting for the sequel dune 2 i <laughs> I feel like I did hear about this, but I don't remember what it was. So it's Leia Seydoux, who I'm never going to say right, who's well known for her parts in... I wrote down The Lobster. That's not the one I'm thinking of. She is in that, but I'm thinking of the the Bond, the recent Bond movies. So she's Bond's love interest in the latest Bond films, and she's been cast as Lady Margot. Do you know Lady Margot in those in the Dune novels? Lady Margot. I think she's the one who does all the... Uh, the pre-rambling text before the chapters start. But that's like always different. It's not just one person. Yeah, I think she's a lot of the early ones. I don't recall her. Interesting. I see, I'm, I'm checking. She's, she does look very friendly. She's going to be great. Like how Parisian can you be? That's such an amazing cast now. It's going to be such an amazing movie. I can't can't wait for that to come Hope out. so. But look, anyway, speaking of... Um, Holy shit, she's the girl in... Uh, What's that other game you p- you played? Death Stranding. Oh my god, she is in Death Stranding. She's the fucking. I will never finish that game. She's whatever the opposite of the main guy is. It's complete shite. But it got so hyped. Anyway, it's getting a sequel apparently. <laughs> apparently, he wants to do Hideo Kojima wants to do a sequel to that game. Okay. Why would anyone want to play a sequel to that? Anyway, DL, did you hear this week? We've got some MCU news. So apparently, Kevin Feige has revealed that there's been plenty, plenty of references. To what the next big bad's going to be throughout phase four of the MCU, dumbass! How have you not seen them, DL? <laughs> like he basically says at the end of phase four, it's going to become really apparent what the next sort of like phase and saga is going to be about. And I'm like, has have they have they really? I think 
The closest thing I can think of is that they're going to do Secret Wars, which is a recent comic book line. They did a second one of. I would say, I mean, the obvious one that they've like told you via Loki is Kane the Conqueror, but that seems too obvious. So yes. to me, it is Doctor Strange then. There's got to be something. There's been a lot of hints that he, like in multiple different things, that he goes too far always. Okay. So it's like a version. In that one movie. No, two movies. All right, okay. And in What Spider-Man. If, in that movie, in Spider-Man. Um, That'd be interesting. There's at least two or three t- times they've said that. There's a lot of chatter on the internet about Secret Wars, like I mentioned, which is a storyline from the comics whereby a random universal cosmic threat called the Beyonder picks a bunch of heroes from different universes and puts them on a planet and gets them to fight. So mm. they pit heroes versus villains effectively and all goes a bit batshit crazy. And there's a second one that came out a few years ago where a bunch of universes collide. It's very interesting. It's it's very well, different. There's, there's lots of hints towards it could be that. They've talked about like incursions and things like that, which I think is a part of that storyline you've said, right? It could be, yeah. I, I don't know. What do you what do you think? To me, it, to me, they've hinted, I think, oh, like even before. Look, come on, dumbass. How yeah. do you not know this already? Like, fuck. Even, like, even, <laughs> even before you, like this phase, like they've talked about how Doctor Strange has pushed the envelope. So I, I if, if he's saying it's obvious... To me, that's the one that they've done I mean, the most evidence I he didn't for. say obvious. I was just being facetious. Okay. What did? What do you think? I, I don't think it's to be Doctor Strange. I think he's too good as a good guy, and he isn't doesn't have that much comic book precedent for being like an overarching bad guy. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if if one of his spells causes something that brings. I a meant bad like guy a version in. of him. Could be. Yeah. Could be, but the one we saw in the movie was pretty lackluster. He only got like fucking scenes. Yeah, it was weak. Anyway, moving on. Final bit of news from me this week. Did you hear, speaking of returning characters, that there is apparently a Game of Thrones sequel in the works? Now, this has been reported by a lot of different things, and the sequel will apparently center around Jon Snow. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know what to feel. Do you think well, my my initial thought about this was I saw it and I went well first I sent it to you I was like you will love you'll at least be interested to interested, know this is happening interested yes is the word my you first use. thought was could this just be like an excuse to bring Game of Thrones back just without the name because like let's think about it there's so much vitriol still to that final season but if it just carries on the story effectively like is this just an excuse to bring it back just under a different name because everyone's going to want to come back right Maisie Williams. Which I can't even think of three things she's done since Game of Thrones. Sophie Turner's had a load of failed attempts at being an actress. I don't know what to feel. No. There's no way that's good. Mm, could there's be. N- there's no way it's There's good. no way it's worse than that f- final season. I mean, <laughs> there's a, you say that, but there was like one or two episodes, one episode. <laughs> one episode that was like legitimately is that the one where they had quality old game of thrones yeah where they had the big powwow in there it was the one i think before the battle yes that's what the second i think it was like before the big night battle yes and he night night that was like a that was like a old school quality great character storytelling Game of Thrones. Even like the the night battle wasn't terrible if you could see things, but uh, <laughs> just t- turn that brightness all the way up. And, and the episode before that, I think, was pretty that good was too. About the episode before that. Sorry, no the uh, the episode after the after the battle. Like I think like the two like the the build up and then the the def- deflation down. I, I liked both those episodes. Everything else kind of was meh. 
Which which was the episode when Not they, even, yeah, was, was it that shit. season when they did the episode where they went up past the wall to try and get that was the when White that was when it started to become Hollywood bad. That like, was the season. What before. is this? Yeah, it was super dumb. There, dude. There's the crazy part is like the actual way they got like the endings they got to could have been totally fine if mm. given the proper time to gestate. Threaten the broken. Yeah, like. But like they, they, there's a there's an arc for that to be true if you don't take Bran out for a whole season and then oh, yeah. rush over his entire story in entire two episodes. Story, yeah. <laughs> like, like they blew it. They just fucking blew it. Anyway, this is rant over. Um, no, I, just, I love it. Show me this passion deal. I just don't know. Yeah, that's this will wake you up, me up. That's bring up. Uh, this is how this is how I wake Dre up before a podcast. <laughs> bring um, up season eight of Game of Thrones. I just don't know how this is a good idea, man. Oh, it's a like oof. Game of Thrones. You you fucked the ending. You fucked it. You guys me were, no like I did Game, HBO. You, Sorry, you I didn't greenlit that shitty script. Yeah, and didn't somebody should have told him it was shitty. And now like there's no way to recover from that. And creating a Jon Snow spinoff show mm. is not going to help. My favorite. There's bit. no source material. Like the whole point of Jon Snow is it's bittersweet. He loses his entire family in the end, mm. but he's found his new family because he always identifies. Leave it. My favorite bit about that final season was like all the way leading up to it coming out, HBO were like, you know, you can have more budget if you want to do more episodes. Look, look we will, yeah. whatever you want, we'll, we'll, we'll give you more, if you want more episodes, we'll, we'll give you more budget. You can do more seasons if you want. George R. R. Martin was like, this should be a done season. Everyone, series. literally everyone. And they were just like, nope, it's going to be five episodes and we're done. Somebody should have been like, well, how about you're done? Yeah, well, they I were. Mean, that's the hubris. Like, hubris comes before the fall. Right? That's what happened with them in Star Wars, right? Yeah. They were just like, hell no, guys. I don't know why I'm bringing all these accents out this time. Actually, <laughs> so many weird characters <laughs> the, today. The German accent was pretty good. No, my favorite was like, It's like the President Nixon from Futurama, where he's like, I am not a crook. I don't know where that came from. Do you have any news this week, DL? One piece of news a week. I have more than one. I only get one. Yeah, I know. Um, orcs from the Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Did you see the images? They're pretty cool. No. They were first released. What do they it's look a like? bit of a different, like, it looks good. It's okay. it's definitely like, a, it's not far from Peter Jackson, but okay. it's like markedly different. Like, uh, it's it's pretty cool. I can okay. send you the link if you want to view while I... I gotta check them out. Yeah. Rings of Power. First look at the orcs kind of costumes and look. Did Wait, you... is, is it these guys? Hang on. Have a look. Which one is it? That first one? That one? That's one of them, yeah. There's, there was like four images released. So they've just been really images. I mean, there's been that teaser trailer and yeah. a few images at the moment. I mean, it, that looks pretty good. It actually looks like they're just like more... The, the, the prosthetics look really good and they're like more sophisticated than they were. In yeah. the, like, you know, they've got a little more culture, like the way they dress and they're not just gooey. I see you're a man of culture. <laughs> they're, they're not just <laughs> sticky and slimy. But wasn't that just a specific... The Uruk High were just a specific type of orc that were True, bred, but bred also, for war. But also there was like the orcs that like before the Uruk High, like that you saw a bit of that the yeah, Uruk High yeah. fucked with and they also just looked a little stinky and grimy. But like, my point is, this seems to be taking things in an interesting new direction while, yeah. while being true to the style of, of old. And then, uh, what else did I see? There was a new Stranger Things season two trailer. I didn't watch it because I don't want to be spoiled. I don't want to be spoiled for um, any of that. But they released that. And then Christian Bale, uh, who's set to play Gore the God Butcher. He is. Uh, and, did you see what he talked He talked about his role a bit in an interview. Did he? I don't, oh, interesting. Uh, it's not a spoiler, but he admitted that he had no idea what the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> was before joining that's, the film's cast. That's fucking nonsense. Which is just like, 
are you like that's just not true I mean, you that's could... That's just... That's, like, objectively, there's no way that's the case. There's there's an argument to say that he didn't know all the movies were connected. Like, fair enough if he didn't know that. Like, if he knew there were just a ton of movies made by Marvel, you'd be like, all right, fair enough, but, like, oh, that's really pushing it. I just don't think there's any way that's true. No. And there's, like... And this is his way of kind of distancing himself from it by... But also doing it. Hey, look, shout out for my video on YouTube if you want to find that. It's yes, uh, Podcast Assemble true. on YouTube. Little little teaser trailer breakdown before you uh, go into the movie. Some minor, maybe, s- plots. Not spoilers? Not spoilers. Spoilers? Theorizing. Good theorizing, I'd say. I think so, too. Theorizing can spoil things. And look, guys, if you have any news that we've not mentioned, hit us up at Podcast Assemble on Instagram. We love it when you tag us. We love it when you send them direct. We have a piece of news from one of the friends of the show coming up at the end. I'm saving that for correspondence. But anyway, gotcha. GL, do you want to preface our main topic? Yes. I'll, <laughs> I thought we already prefaced it, but I'll preface it again. We went and saw the indie to mega screen, not mega screen, indie flick to worldwide release film. It's picking up. Is that better? Yeah. Uh, still had to go to the Kinda weird. Right. Still had to go to the weird movie theater to go see <laughs> yeah, it. So it can't, it wasn't, it, it's not at all of them. Uh, everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. Is that it? Or is it everywhere, everything, all at once? One or the other. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Anyway. Look, we, we could have seen it at the local cinema, but it was only on at like a really random time. It was on at like four in the afternoon. Like who can go to the cinema at three forty-five? I thought I could, but there's no way I could no. have on that day. So who, could, who could have out. done that? Absolutely not. So we, we yeah. found this quirky little cinema that my friend of the show, Ollie actually recommended in, uh, I keep saying Richmond. It's not in Randwick, which <laughs> is pretty close to where we are. And it was such a fun Theater experience. I mean, it was the hottest thing I've ever been in. Imagine that in summer. I can't. Well, that was self-created, though. That was obviously them pumping heat yeah, in the place. Uh, the, the bill. Like, why would they do that? But it was so Everyone old knows school. you go to the movie theater and you bring a jacket because it's cold. Yeah. This place is like, fuck that. We're zigging when everyone <laughs> zags. <laughs> we're zagging when everyone zigs. Well, I, I, think what they, I think what they were doing was they were... They were obviously making popcorn and pumping all the heat from the popcorn into all of yeah, the cinemas. Just popcorn because it just smelled like butter popcorn. It was del- it smelled. Well, delicious. that's probably just me. I was shoveling yeah, that that's down my face fair, next yeah. to you. Look, we went to see this uh, everything everywhere all at once. And what we're going to do is we're going to talk non-spoilers then spoilers. So first, before we get into it, Dale, do you want to give us your stupid plot summary? Yep. Stupid plot summary: 2022's best multiversal film. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's actually pretty fair. Mine's on a not dissimilar <laughs> track. I've gone with the multiverse is open. However, a threat emerges that may be too big for this team to handle. The movie that Doctor Strange could have been. <laughs> that's actually the initial part is actually the synopsis for Doctor Strange just slightly changed. <laughs> and I'm talking, we're all talking. I don't think Doctor Strange is a bad movie. This is just like a better movie. This is just everything it could have been. It's a better movie, yeah. It's just got so many things and yeah, stuff. It's a better movie. Well, do you want to guess me then before we get into it? The IMDb score for this. Eight five. Oh, it's eight three. It's a yeah. that's a high that's a high one. It's a good movie. And part of the reason why I managed to entice you into going to this was the Rotten Tomato score, which has actually gone up since I said to you. So what do you I think? I don't remember if you told me what it was. What do you is think it, it is? Crazy. Well, you, now you've got me aiming high. Ninety-seven. It's ninety-five. Okay. <laughs> I think it was ninety when I sent it to you. Okay. Which, and finally, the Metacritic score. What do you think that is? Uh, I've never seen a Metacritic score above eighty, so seventy-nine. Eighty-two. Oh God. This could be our highest ever-rated yeah. Metacritic movie. Um, I think all the geeks who went to see Doctor Strange and were let down by it, like myself, 
were like, this is amazing. I wasn't even let down by, you know what this is? This is, this is Dr. Strange. If it didn't have the shackles of the Marvel cinematic oh, big universe, time. that's exactly big what this time. is. And what's his name? Didn't direct it. Sam Don't Raimi. hate on Sam Raimi. Had good I'm parts. not. I love Sam Raimi. He was one of the best parts of that film. I even yeah. said that at the time. I just think that he tried to go horror with it and I don't think it needed it. Just just saying it. I'm going to say it. There you go. It's done. It's out I there. I you liked the horror. I did. It was one of we've the better got, parts of that we've movie. We've got tapes. <laughs> we, li- we can audit the back. tapes. <laughs> you liked it. Stop, stop retconning, bro. I'm just saying. All right. Uh, here's what I think. I think they needed a new angle. They've done everything. They've done espionage. That is true. They've done magic. It was like, let's check, And they just check, went, check, what else check, can check, we do? Check, so check. they went, fuck, all right, let's get a horror guy in. Why not? Yeah. They didn't need to. This movie... Pre- anyway, look, this is directed yeah. by a couple of Dans. I'm not going to say Shainer. their names. Shainer. Uh, who we know from Swiss Army Man. Or Schnurt. That guy looks like a Schnurt. He does look like a Schnurt. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like such a Schnurt. Uh, but it's just, you know, this was produced by the Russo brothers, funnily enough. Good for them. Well known for Can lots make, of MCU titles. I want them to make more movies. Oh, me too. But this has got such a diverse, such an interesting cast. Uh, Michelle Yeoh plays Evelyn Wang. Stephanie Sue plays Joy and another character who we'll talk about later. Interestingly, that role was originally supposed to be for Aquafina. Did you know that? I did not. Do you know do you know what Michelle Yeoh's from? Like other So many things. So many things, but you know She's amazing. Go on. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah, she's fantastic in that. Uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. She's in so many things. Yeah. We also have K. Hu Kwan, who plays Waymond. And I had to take a couple of steps back when I first Waymond. heard him say Waymond. I, I like, can't I believe like, that's they? actually How his name. How did they get away with that? I was like, but do you know the interesting fact about him? No. So the real interesting <laughs> fact about him is that that is the actor who played Short Round in Indiana Jones. You th- oh, you did tell me that in the middle I of the movie. I think I mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, you did. So he took a long break from <laughs> acting in general because he just didn't feel there were parts... They were right for him, and Asian actors weren't getting good parts of cinema. And one of the things that Michelle Yeoh, I fell into a little bit of a, a hole when I was reading up on this. Michelle Yeoh was like, this is so interesting that they're giving a sort of nearly 60-year-old female actress this huge part as, mm-hmm. a, as the lead in this. She didn't think that those roles were there for So awesome she did. And just one of the call-out I wanted to say is James Hong, yes, who plays Gong Gong, Gong, Gong or, or the granddad in this. He's credited with being in nearly 600 films. 600? I mean, his face is very familiar. Yes. I just couldn't have told you what he was in. There you go. You know what I mean? I have no idea either. A bunch of them are American films too. And yeah. that's one of my true or false trivia ruin. Fantastic. Good. Good stuff. <laughs> so let's talk a bit about the movie. What, uh, what happened? What's the plot of this movie? Non-spoilers, remember. Because it's real hard not to spoil this. You know, when I can't, think of how to do what you ask of me i steal from other places so i'm using imdbs i love it an aging chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes connecting with the lives she could have led yeah it's a I pretty love, fucking great summary that's, that's a pretty why good summary it. so whoever wrote that on what? imdb great great job a really great part, part of this movie was that when they were trying to keep the details so under wraps while they were putting together and creating and releasing the film the only synopsis you could find for it was a woman does her taxes. <laughs> I think Shut that, up. Literally. Surely. But do you not remember? We, we saw that's, trail- that's hilarious. When we started going back to cinemas, this was one of the first trailers we saw, but it wasn't a trailer. It was just a still that would say everything, everywhere, all at once. We ne- you didn't see anything. You just They saw did kind of hint, though, at Kung Fu. At like Kung Fu and multiple versions of her. 
I don't remember the multiple versions, but I definitely know that it's kind of kind of wacky. But yeah, you're absolutely right. It's more or less like a family drama about losing touch with your relatives. Uh, and it's a super diverse and super cultural piece about immigrants moving, you know, out of their out of their homes to try and live the American dream. You've obviously got Evelyn, who who we've talked about, who's just a normal person dealing with normal things. Uh, tax, marital problems, rebellious children. And of course, there's a multiverse breaking open right in front of <laughs> Audits and the multiverse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, how do you juggle those? I don't know. Even an audit. They say death and taxes are the only things that are, are, are going to happen in life, but also multiversal shit as well, apparently at this point in life. <laughs> oh, how could you forget Jamie Lee Curtis? Oh my God, I didn't mention Jamie yeah, Lee Curtis. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis is the f- annoying tax lady. She's amazing. Slash, oh, she's slash so many things in this. Hands I don't, I don't want to go too slash. deep. No, let's, let, let's not go too deep into the other universes yet because I think we'll save a few for, okay. for spoilers. But she is great in this. She at one point gets taken over by the bad guy and just becomes like a tank. Uh, I only really know her from the Halloween movies. <laughs> The casting was giving us some side characters here. <laughs> Go on. What, what is Brian Lay's build as? Brian Lay's, I don't know. Brian Lay is billed as the Alpha Jumper Dash Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get to that in spoilers. Oh my god. I'll give you another one then. What? Alpha Jumper Bigger Trophy. What is Second Rick? Go- what, what is Rick? What Sorry. is Rick billed as? Uh, I don't know what is Rick Bill does. Biff Whiff. <laughs> what a weird fucking name. Biff Whiff. Yeah. Where's the dude Rick? who's constantly telling her that her uh, oh, perfume yeah. smells He's like, like oh, his what old a wife. Whiff of your... <laughs> yeah, it's so random. But this is such an interesting concept. And I know we're, we've talked a couple of times about being saturated with multiverses and everything, timelines and everything's going fucking nuts. But the way this is done is so unique and so interesting. I just really enjoyed it. What did you think? Yeah, it, it was really good. And and to be honest, like, I think there's a lot of multiverse stuff lately. Yes. Like, it's not even like there's been that much of it in the film world before the last five years. No, but it's been a but lot it's recently. it's been a lot lately. Yeah. And for this movie to come out and still kind of hit with all that kind of, I guess, noise, it's a good movie. Yeah. It's like, a, it's, an, it's an objectively good movie. You don't have to have like a, a like for superhero movies or kung fu movies to like this yep there's a lot there's a lot of that but not like it's not overwhelmed be- by it because there's like character driven arcs that all get their due and but like, this is heartfelt moments and comedy absolutely yeah it's got so much more than just yeah it's well-rounded yeah absolutely i just was thinking while i was <laughs> how how do you pitch this to, to a movie studio? Now, funnily enough, we, we haven't talked May. about the movie studio yet. Yeah, that's true. This is literally our favorite on the podcast. This is A24, who we've talked about now They just like only times. do good movies. Or like, if they're not good, they're at least fucking weird. Yeah. Well, and they make you think about things. And I wonder if that's why they picked it up, because they were just like, fuck, all right, we'll do something different. Yeah. I'm, I, well, how much did this one cost to make? You always have these nice little stats. Give me and now I've put you on the spot and you yeah. don't have it. I stopped doing it a couple of weeks, couple of <laughs> episodes ago because you stopped. Well, even I don't really know what it means. <laughs> well, I mean, like for ones like this, I'm curious. You know what I mean? So the budget for this was apparently only 25 million US, which yeah. is so small. Like if you think it's not about... Like, it's not like at a 
indie flick small, but it, it's it's pretty damn small. It's not far off. Yeah. If you think about the re- a regular Marvel movie, ten times that. Yeah, but that's like Marvel. Marvel. No, I I, I get it. Yeah. But then this does a lot of things that some of those Marvel movies do well, incredibly I mean, well. It's, it's basically yeah. A, it's it's the same concepts. The crazy part is when you actually think about it. You're right. They have this. The majority of this film was filmed in a laundromat. Well, yeah. Let's let's skip to that. Then let's skip to world building. First, in an, in an audit, a good point. in an yeah. audit office, a tax audit office. Yeah, yeah. and like that. What else? A couple. Of well, that spots. was it. Yeah, they did a couple of other random <laughs> spots like two in sets. other universes. Yeah. but like they were like they flashing in the pan yeah. moments. Yeah, it was so interesting. And I really like that. Uh, the fact that they narrow it right down, but they also managed to fit in so many like pop culture references throughout. Like prime example, there's a part when uh, Waymond. I fucking love that name. Waymond shouts. Is that like meant to be a racist joke? I th- I think it's supposed to be subverting the. I, com- like I, I don't. I'm asking honestly. No, I'm telling you. I think <laughs> it's supposed to be subverting that racist trope, okay. but it kind of just comes across as racist, right? <laughs> so there's a bit when he is shouting at Everly and he's shouting "Snap out of it," which literally just references his part in uh, Indiana Jones Temple of Doom when he's shouting at Indy when he's under the mind control. He's like, uh. snap out of it. And it, But like, that's just one of so many. There was the part like, you noticed that one of the characters just says like a line from a song at one point. I wonder if that was on purpose or just on accident. Well, it, but no, it is because that song is played later in the movie. Oh, is it? And then they play it in different languages as well. I so didn't you, realize that. You, you assume it's yeah. from like a bunch of different universes. So the world building and uh, the world building in this is so intricately done in such a unique, small <laughs> sort of world that they've built. It's really interesting. And like, obviously the, the laundromat they own is it's sort of failing and it's kind of a bit decrepit and like, the, the wrinkle is that her father's coming over from China who's going to judge everything she does. But other little wrinkles to it that make it so much more fleshed out is like they use both Mandarin and Cantonese in the conversations different with Waymond and her father mm. to show how diverse the cat. It's, it, it's just amazing. Like, mm. I really love what they've done with the cinematography and the, the world building. Sorry. And the cinematography is good too. Like it's, it's the punchy. is really, really good. Yeah. Um, Let's talk a little about performances. And we kind of skipped over that. What, what do you think? Who are your standouts? Uh, look, I think that there's like two or three main characters, right? Uh, you've got Waymond, you've got, um, is it Jen? Jules? Joy. Joy, who um, is pretty a pretty big deal. She's the, the daughter. Film. Yeah. She's the daughter. And then you've got uh, Evelyn. And I'd say all three of them were extremely well casted and well acted. I would say so too. I much prefer this actress who played Joy than Aquafina. I find Aquafina a bit... She's like an overwhelming presence where this actor was just the scenes that were subtle were subtle and the scenes that needed to be powerful were powerful. And I think she has real great range. Yeah, no, she's good. And they had like some pretty like famous people in like side parts too with Jamie Lee Curtis playing like the auditor. Yes. And the dog mom was actually a famous. Oh, really? I've seen her in a bunch of stuff. I can't remember what she's done. Her name's uh, Jenny Slate. She reminds me of someone who would be in like a community or something like that. I think like she's that. done a lot of shows like that. I think uh, yeah. a lot of like network television, but then also some just like, I don't know, random, random ones looking at it. Uh, Zootopia voice acting. Uh, anyway. As a random aside, do you think A24 are learning from the movies they're making? So one of the really big, I'm not going to go as far as criticisms, but one of our kind of like niggles with things like The Green Knight was that there was a real severe lack of character progression throughout. Whereas in this, 
every character had an arc. And I mean, there was only really three or four really key characters, but they really got fleshed out. Like even, even Jamie Lee Curtis's random tax office person, <laughs> you know, had a full arc to a character. And I, I found that really interesting. I feel like anytime you're making a movie about like a medieval poem. Yeah. Fair. Like it's going to be more cerebral and, uh, archetypal and and le- like less of like a character human flick sure like this was this is for all its craziness is a more traditional like i guess even though it is it is extremely unique it's it's got a traditional story woven through that's very very much like mm. you know you got characters you got their foils and you've got uh, a, a, an arc for for them yeah whereas the green knight is like kind of a cerebral investigation of like themes it's an acid and, trip and, yeah, yeah it's yeah. it was a bit of a different kind of film i don't know if they're learning as much as just like they this is a more maybe they're experimenting with more mainstream stuff because most of their stuff isn't very mainstream That's and true. this feels more mainstream Hmm. In, in a non- yeah, it, it feels like the A24 version of a mainstream yeah, movie. That's, that's, that that's makes the best sense? way to put it, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's the best way to look, it. I, I think one thing it, the, to, to mention while we're talking about that sort of world-building side of thing is the mechanic the, the characters use to travel multiverses. Now, we find out very early on that uh, Michelle Yeoh's character is able to do this. We'll touch more on spoilers and how and why. Mm-hmm. But there's a very specific mechanic for doing that, which is hilariously built upon now my interpretation of this is right that they build these two ear pieces sort of like based on bluetooth technology <laughs> head pieces and then they have to do a random action or m- movement or whatever it is which transports their mind into one of the adjacent multiverse multiversal yeah. versions of them and when they come back they bring a skill or a thing from that multi from that multiverse back with them it's a very it's a very what do you uh, think of that it was a very like creative clever way to like do have a unique flavor on the like multiverse kind of stuff that's going around everywhere while also introducing mm. comedy. Like it was a great avenue into comedy. Yes. Like they did, it was very clever, like clever writing. I think it took me a moment uh, to really get used to it. I was a bit like, uh, I didn't, wasn't I didn't like it. I just felt like it was just a bit forced to begin with. But then when you realized that they could do it and like they, they weren't necessarily, they didn't necessarily have to do a specific thing. So for example, she could just do a random set of moment movements and things and noises, and she would be transported to any random uh, <laughs> like, mind but it that's would... around her. And it's not like they're not constantly just doing a single thing and going somewhere. It's like uh, I'm gonna lick this piece of cheese, whatever the fuck. Like is. she could accidentally Eat do it. That was the point. Yes. Like she could lose control and eventually die if yes. she did the wrong thing. Yes, because it could like lead to her hopping, 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 and she loses it. Like her mind kind of gets gets destroyed yeah and there's a really fun why did he eats the chapstick i didn't realize like like because that happened you you didn't know that point this happens and you're not told why he's doing like this is very introduction to like how you how you jump multiverses yes and this one character wayman just like a different version of wayman eats the chapstick and you're like what the fuck is wrong with this guy it's so random and i love that though and then like when you think about it later you're like oh that's what was happening but there is, there is one point I was going to make, which is interesting. So there is a scene when they're, 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 she's trying to explain to her way. So like we, <laughs> multiverses and stuff. She is <laughs> with her husband at all times, but her husband is occasionally taken over by a wayman from a different uh, Trying universe. to find, yeah, we should, we should preface this. Trying to find Trying her. to find the, the version of her that is going to stop some great, great threat to all multiverses. Exactly. 
But it keeps flitting between the two different ones. This seemingly helpless Waymond, who's her husband, and this <laughs> very action-heavy Yeah, Waymond. like a, way, a version of Waymond that's very much different. Yeah. So, a lot but, more agency. And, but there is a point when she's talking uh, to that Waymond and Joy, and she sort of says, she's explaining to them what just happened, and she says, you were, it was like Raccoon 2 like the movie <laughs> Raccoon But what's interesting is later on, she flits to a universe where there is a dude that she's with who is having the Raccoon thing done to him, but by a raccoon. So does that mean she's sort of already seeing things early on and she just doesn't realize it? I think it was just a joke. You think it's just a joke? Yeah. A well-seeded yeah, yeah, joke. Yeah, I think it was There's a, a lot of well-seeded jokes in this yeah. movie. Things that are like mentioned very early on that come through. It's, it's just her being kind of fobby, fresh okay. off the boaty. Yeah, okay. And then like them making fun of the fact that like in the multiverse, everything exists. And okay. so like they're making fun of her. Okay, yeah, right. I think. But I mean, you know. What do you think about pacing? It's really like, I mean, it's good. There's frantic intensity, both like within the family dynamic early on. And then yeah. that is continued because like everyone is not on the same page. Like the, the dad is way too nice and goofy. Yeah, the mom is yeah. way too intense and busy. Yep. The daughter just like kind of doesn't want to be there. And when she does, doesn't get what she wants. And then the, the grandpa's just yelling, <laughs> just yelling for no reason. I want breakfast. And he's like in a robe in the laundry bag. It's yeah. just like really, then they get into the audit office and she's yelling about taxes and receipts. It's like the whole first 30 minutes is extremely frantic. The next like 45 is extremely frantic because of multiverse hopping. Yeah. And like at crazy action where you're kind of, you're like with, Evelyn as she's learning what's happening. Yeah. Like you don't know what's happening. You're not given any of the rules. You're learning them as she does. And then towards that's, the end, you, yeah, it's interesting actually. Yeah. Yeah. And towards the end, you, you know, kind of the rules and it's just frantic action. Yeah. And you're, you're learning a bit more about the villain, but interestingly done in a concise and easy, yeah. semi easy to follow way. Yeah. No, I'm just saying it's just like the, the pacing was fast and yeah. frantic in a couple different ways. Yeah. And it's yeah. interesting you mentioned at the beginning the 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 be- it sort of bookended by like family drama effectively, which yeah. is really nice. Well, the family drama is woven through the entire c- thing com- completely. Yeah. But I mean, like that's where it comes back yeah. to and from, and then it's sort totally, of like, totally, totally. It has well, a, it has a clear like beginning and ending tied in that, and it's delineated through. Yeah, yeah. My, the, in- the thing I find most interesting about that first twenty minutes, though, as you mentioned, is that it was really stressful. Yeah, like well, I, you the, you feel their life. You're like, like Fuck, this is yeah. fun. Like I, I wasn't having a good time. <laughs> you understand why the daughter pissed at the family and the mom and you understand why the mom is a bit frustrated with the husband but also you understand like dude how could you put up with this level of frantic energy all the time like you kind of understand everyone except for the dad who's kind of just a dick i don't know how he's so oh you sorry the granddad yeah yeah Yeah, i thought you meant the dad he's just so chilled the dad no the dad is like yeah well i've got to admit it was two hours 20 i thought it was 20 minutes too long like i'm not i'm not sure what i'd cut I feel like it, it. All of it worked well. There were little bits that I was a bit like. There's a couple of things that were a bit redundant. We talked about yeah, them. We kind of did. We talk about them in spoilers. Yeah. All right. That's just my sort of two cents. I thought it was maybe a little bit too much. But then there was also part of me that wanted to know how every other universe ended. So I was like, there's part of me that wanted to go back and visit some of the other places. Yeah, I think that like there's uh they they. There was a lot of multiverse hopping, but not a lot of exploring sure. about those multiverses beyond like maybe one or two. Like when she was like a kung fu master. Yeah, which play? Which they play. They explore good that segue. One quite I was about to ask you about yeah. action. It's good. It was really good. It was good. It, it was like obviously well. You had they had some good choreographers, I'm sure. Absolutely. And it was it was reminiscent of like old kung fu movies, like the action. He and beats people up with a fanny pack. How cool was that? <laughs> <laughs> for our british listeners that's a bum bag a bum bag yeah. 
But this is, the, I was about to ask you action, so I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. So, uh, at its heart, it is a family drama, but with action, crazy action beats. So she, Michelle Yeoh, really well known for being, like you say, uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. She's got a huge background in martial arts. She used to do her own stunts on movie sets. I love that as like a mm. tidbit. I think some of the action in this is really interestingly done. Like the scene, there's a scene when they're in an office and she's like kind of def- fighting and defending at the same time with like a shield. Mm-hmm. Really interesting. Oh, that was done. really cool. Yeah. yeah. That was really some cool. Of the action and she's like, she's great. basically ported. It was like a riot shield, like that a yes. SWAT team would have. And she's like ported in one of her versions of herself that does like, those pizza signs that people whirl around their head and behind their back. And she's like, she really quickly ports that information and uses that to like beat the shit out of a bunch of baddies. So good. With a riot shield. It's very, they do, they they do a really good job. Like, don't forget Wayman. Wayman's great in this. Like that's, you said the fanny pack. He's he's hilarious, man. Both like the, the badass version of him and the non badass one are really funny. Absolutely. Well, let's quickly then touch on uh, special effects because it's a serious beat. So all the special effects were effectively done by nine people, uh, including the two directors, which I find fascinating, with the mo- majority of the shots being done by the core group of five people. So a lot of it is done by a very, very small amount of people throughout this whole Impressive, movie. Because it, it's bigger than that. Like they, they ran lean and had a, it felt bigger. Yeah, it, re- it, it felt like a, a big budget movie. But for $25 million, like I feel like they make that budget really stretch. Well, a lot of like the special effects were just like confetti and shit. That's true. Think about it. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. I didn't even think about that. I guess I guess more about the visual stuff where they're like splitting. Like there's a scene when the screen cracks showing like her flicking. Yeah, it's it's a mix of like when you have that kind of budget, obviously the cinematography has got to be on point. The yes. cuts have to be good enough to yeah. like, because otherwise you'll, you'll kind of catch on. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, then fine. Let's, uh, let's shoot me on because I'm quite keen to talk about some of these other uh, universes. So, right. Tell me then what do you think the tones and themes are for this movie? Uh, there's, there's a lot. Um, I think there's like chaos versus control. Yes. And like what, you know, how you handle that. Um, and, and how that relates to kind of like depression. Okay. And I think there was a big allegory with the villain, um, which was just basically the allegory of like dealing with depression and, Mm. and suicidal thoughts. Yes. Um, tradition versus like modernity and yeah and like you know i guess like living your dreams within that framework as yeah, well first yeah first generation immigrants and like their their life experience it's not really a theme but it's i guess well it's something they go yeah. back to a lot yeah they do they, yeah. i mean it's it's constant throughout the movie i think yeah. that's really interesting acceptance of yourself and others i find was a huge theme throughout it yeah yeah it's i mean the, it's just so saturated it's like we talk like we talk about some movies like last week and what the fuck are the themes of harry potter and the chamber of big snakes like there aren't any like there's none but this it's like i just i love how impactful it is on so many different levels yeah no they're they it was like a really well thought out movie and we were talking about that like later but it also had these like crazy psychedelic moments so it was like comedy drama family drama like character flick uh action kung fu it had all these great elements to it and um i mean the the real the real tone the real theme of this movie you've got to say yourself is it's the classic question of what would, would you rather have no hands or no feet and it was obviously like you'd rather have no hands because you have to use your feet for the 
That's a deep cut. We'll talk about yeah. we'll talk about it in spoilers. <laughs> All right, then give me uh, three best and three worsts. Uh, it's a well-rounded movie, so yes. you know it managed to be like a heartfelt character flick with drama, with action, kung fu, comedy, while also like being a total acid trip sometimes. So it's it's a hard thing to pull off, and yep. and they did it. Um, that'd be my first one. I say it's just imaginative, and it's like yeah, concepts, it's style, the art direction in particular with joy. Um, and the cinematography, it's just even the plot, like the way they, like I said, the way they handled the universe hopping was like a super creative, imaginative way that like both added to the story, but also the comedy and like the interactions between the characters. Um, and my third one is just that it's, uh, it's freaking, it's pretty funny. Like it's kind of I can't have doubled up there, but like it's it's no, a pretty it is. funny flick. It is. Yeah, it's got like some real comedy moments, like, like all timers. I think. Yeah, I mean, like there's a Chekhov still though. Like, <laughs> we will talk about that in a moment. So all right. my three best are. It's an A twenty four movie, right? It's gonna be surprising, uh, and we sort of talked this through. But I said it's it's their take on a superhero movie, in my opinion. Like that's. This is what would happen if they were given, <laughs> they were given a Doctor Strange or something like that. Like, it's, and that works as well for a worst. It's it's not for everyone. Yeah. But that's kind of what I like about it. Like you've you've got to be invested with them to enjoy this movie. Um, 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 so awesome seeing Michelle Yeoh. You know she's nearly sixty. Seeing an act like that gets such an interesting part. Like yeah, that is cool. If this is a a Disney or a Warner Brothers. He, they're going to cast like Chris Hemsworth in this. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not Michelle Yeoh. And I love that they took a chance and there's a really interesting, let me just check if that's in my trivia, trivia, true or false trivia. Um, is it, is it, is it, let's say no. So that the interesting part about that character is that it was originally supposed to be for Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan was, that role was written. For, the whole, the whole role. The role was written for Jackie Chan. Mm. And they changed it to Michelle Yeoh when he couldn't do it. And it's a case of, I think it's, better for that yeah it's definitely more like there's less movies like that yeah absolutely with the, with Makes the, it stand you out. Know, like a middle-aged or older woman yeah than there is with me. so like that and it, and it honestly worked yeah it's it was like i like to say that i i didn't want to see a movie with jackie chan in it like this is like i if i didn't see this movie i'd be like no i want to see jackie chan but like Having seen this movie, I think it, you're right. I don't think that it would something would have been missing. I the feminine like touch more, of it all. I think it'd be more comedy if it was Jackie Chan. Well, there was a lot of comedy. No, a different comedy. He, but he's like, a I, slapstick. No, I, no, I agree. Like, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think about like what it would be missing. Yeah, I can't really place it just off the cuff. But it would, I, it would be a different movie for sure. All right, and the final one for me then was it just doesn't apologize for batshit crazy. I really like that about this movie. It's just like. You either like this or you don't. <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. I'm down. I mean, there's not a lot you to like dislike, I don't think. No. But then, uh, yeah. Which is where we get us, to worst. For us, like, who knows? Like, go on, you give me a three worst. I don't, I, I don't have three. I, I didn't I, have I actually, I had, it's a bit long. I just parted one. In. Yeah, yeah. Pacing I've got. Yeah. Pacing's a bit of a thing for it. It's like. a bit long. Um, and <laughs> Well, it's like, it's like I said, A24, it's just not for everyone. Yeah. Like we went to see the Northman and our partners were like, what the fuck is this? I think they would have enjoyed this movie a lot more though. But That's why abs- I feel like they, I didn't mean mainstream. This movie is a lot more accessible. I can give you that. Not ma- not mainstream, just accessible. Okay. Like it's not, not a lot of people want to watch like brutal mythoses of like fucking crazy roided out dudes just fucking savaging <laughs> villagers. Like, 
What do you mean? Dino? Like it's just what not, are you talking it's not about? for everyone. Everybody wants to see that naked dick yeah, yeah, sword yeah. fights on volcanoes are not for everyone. I just realized. Do you, <laughs> do you, remember, do you remember? There's a scene in that when uh, so the the dude who was the uncle. This who, is the Northman, by the way. Yeah, sorry. Going back to the Northman. There's a scene in that when the dude is the uncle who killed said Northman's father. Said Northman. He goes into the cabin to effectively, you know, rape Anya Taylor Joy. Yes, and she literally says. I'm on my period. You can't do this. And she, and he's like, nah, it's fine. So she like wipes her hand on, on her vagina and like wipes the period blood on his face. I'd completely forgotten about that. I was like, that is just those oh, words. Oh, you mean the, when it's the, uh, it's the, the oh, fuck the slave girl. Yeah. 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 And you tell us right. It took me a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was gnarly. Rough. But like savage. Oh, yeah, oh, so, so savage. <laughs> like, savage. Apparently, that was uh, her idea, which I have to do. Sorry, tell me your final, your final <laughs> worst. My final worst it's was kind of fucking cooked that she yeah. thought of that. Yeah, my final worst was just that it can be a bit overwhelming at times. Like, yeah, th- there were times when I was watching and I was like, uh, okay, and I just had to let a bit go by and then just recalibrate. Yeah, my that's brain. fair. I don't really have any. I did, I couldn't come up with something I could actually say. Like, I didn't like it. It was a bit long. I mean, uh, it's, yeah. it's very much our type of movie. Yeah, like I, I liked it. I don't think anyone who listens to this podcast and enjoys our geeky conversations. It should, yeah, it's just hard for me to criticize something that's like so so ambitious. And Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So tell me then, our final question. We don't do rating systems here on Podcast Assemble. We ask the question, is this better or worse than the most average movie we can think of? Should, which... we, should we change this, by the way? Should, the, which is Aquaman. Should we find a new mediocre movie? I'm pretty sure Aquaman 2022 is going to be that movie. <laughs> I'm like so close to. I don't know. It doesn't have Amber Heard. Well, I haven't. I haven't seen. I haven't seen any movies that have been that average in a long time. Okay. Okay. Well, when one comes along, we'll have that well, discussion. Well, I guess we can have a debate. Yeah. Yeah. We can put it on Instagram for our followers. They can yeah, let us yeah. know. Is this movie better or worse than the most average movie we can think of? And I think you should give re- reasons. I think you should give more like. I think just saying better or worse is probably a bit. I mean, the, the, it's better for all the reasons I've. I don't want to be redundant for all the reasons I've already talked about. Right? This is uh, and like I guess it's better because I can remember a character arc. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck happened Give in twenty? One reason. I don't have yeah. any reason. I don't have any it. characters. I, I don't have any like. I don't even remember the conflict. There's a throne, I guess. Oh yeah. But why it's do we brother. even? Why do we even care about the throne? Because it's Atlantis, baby. Yeah, but like. What if, like, the brother was a good dude and it worked out anyway? Well, he like, clearly wasn't. He was he was throwing stuff from the sea back up onto the land. He was like, "You've polluted our seas." For sounds too like long. a sounds like a good I know, dude. I know. I, I don't think there is a conflict. It's, <laughs> it's like that Batman and Robin film where like Poison Ivy was trying to yeah. regrow plants. And you're like, that's Doctor Freeze. Actually, trying. he's trying to stop global warming. <laughs> yeah, um, he's trying to help. Um, yeah, it's, it's better, it's better right? Like, think, there's yeah. so many reasons why it's better. I think it's got so much more intrigue. The, act, the, the acting is just on another level. The diversity, the, the action, the action man's great. All right, action man. <laughs> okay, spoilers? Spoilers. Let's do it. Talk to me about Joy or Jobu Topaki. The daughter is the enemy, which isn't like even a spoiler really it's pretty i mean like it is because it's revealed like halfway through but it's still it was pretty obvious i don't know man i wasn't sure i didn't know i, didn't, I couldn't really? guess i was like this is obviously a grounded character like family thing 
and who is the one that is the most like the antagonistic? Yeah, one. like who who has the best motivation for being pissed at everyone? Well, I actually thought it was gonna be Evelyn, as in like a different version of Evelyn was gonna jump into this. Watch universe. too much Marvel stuff. I have, yeah, <laughs> I absolutely have. But she, mm. I, I felt she was the antagonistic one in this. So she was the, like, she was the one pushing the daughter away. She was the one pushing the husband away. Yeah, and that, and that was why I was like, oh, for sure. It's I, I think I even said it in the villain. I was like, it's gonna be the daughter because it's like that. That's the main character creates the villain. Which could be herself, but I lo- so there's there's a really interesting wrinkle How about. How can you create a villain in yourself? There's a really interesting <laughs> wrinkle about this version of Evelyn, who is the the Evelyn they're trying to find throughout all the multiverse, and it's the reason, the reason why, why she is the one is because she's the worst at everything. She's made all the worst decisions. All the worst decisions you can not make all the worst, but life. it's like everything that you could have done, you didn't. Yeah, I love <laughs> call that. it bad, call it whatever. It's so interesting, and I, lo- I love that. It's not, but that didn't really the make classic sense. heroes. Arc, the, the, that also made no sense. No, no, like, no, so no. then why is she going to do this right? Well, who knows? Because she nags her way through, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I also thought the uh, the Joy Jobu Tapaki character was quite a sympathetic antagonist. Did it you? was. It, well, you're you're supposed to identify. She was like the personification. Well, I guess she is a person, but like the concept behind her. <laughs> Thanks is, for letting me know. Well, I use the word improperly, like because personification means like you're you're an, an object is being given yeah, human okay. characteristics, which I guess she kind of was because no one is omnipresent. She's meant to be like this. She's she's went too far in yeah. universe jumping and became this omnipresent being that experiences yeah. every multiversal moment at the same time. Yes. All the realities she can touch in and touch in and out of at any given oh, time. She's so powerful she can actually yeah. actively touch all different universes. And it, and it like has apparently made her crazy. But yeah, but I mean that I I can see why it would because you don't have any single quiet moment in one reality because you can see everything. There's and because a, you can see everything, how can anything have consequences? Exactly. Yeah. And and nothing matters to you because you're not in any one of them at any one time. And I think there's a big allegory here to like the modern world yeah and that's what i was trying to say when i used the word personification i don't fucking know why i used it but (laughs) there's an allegory here to like hey like with the advent of like the world wide web and every all the knowledge everything's apparently accounted for all the knowledge is at our fingertips like we have these you know and and because of that you're overwhelmed by all sorts of like you know back when humans were apes you worried about the freaking 140 people in your tribe, what not to eat, what to eat. And that's, I think, what we're evolved to handle. And in this modern world where there's like anxiety and the zeitgeist of, we have the internet, which shows us all these things all the time. And it's always negative. And and, we're always fucking the world. Yeah. But my point is, but like, are you, you're, you're, there's, you're in this kind of, I'm just horny. All right. (laughs) You're in this world, I guess. Where there's so much negativity that you yes. can't control. The chaos versus control. Absolutely. And like her character talks about that and how it's like driving her to basically destroy everything. Oh, and the irony of that, the irony of Which all is the of suicide that, out illusion, I think. Like that, the depression and suicide. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the irony of all of that is the fact that it's actually a version of Evelyn who made her this. So Evelyn was testing yes. different people, to trying to see how far they, she could push them. And she tried joy and pushed her too far far because she was incredibly powerful at it so it's it's this sort of like you know sins of sins of our well, mother in this respect well, sins of sins of the father type allegory in the background which is you know really poignant in, in that exact context you were talking about yeah yeah i i so i i really liked her character because she was 
a villain that was identified, like you could identify with her mindset. Yeah, you know, and, and she in the just, modern world, she wasn't just trying to kill everyone, and she at no point was she trying to murder all the Evelyns. She was actually just trying to find an Evelyn who could see all the things she could as well. She just That's yeah, what she, she wanted, wanted she companionship. Just wanted a partner, yeah, companionship to agree on the fact that because of that, like almost validate her decision to just end it all. Yes. Yeah. Now. Which is, what which that is, does is... Which is very sympathetic. Yeah, it, it absolutely does. And what it, what, what it does is it offers you some fantastic insights into other universes. Now, can we talk about just a couple of other universes very quickly? So while she's bumping around, while Evelyn's learning the motor skills of this, uh, what are we calling it? it? It's the mechanic of jumping around the different yeah. universes. The, uh, yeah, the framework, I guess. She touches some amazing, amazing universes. There's Cops and Robbers one. There's one with the Ratatouille, like I the, said. The Ratatouille. Ratatouille one might be my favorite, where it's like literally the one? Ratatouille, but with a raccoon. Yes. What a real um, raccoon. Yeah, like well, like well, a, like an animatronic, animatronic raccoon that looks like it's out of a weird. Disney ride yeah. from the seventies. Like yeah. What's your favorite one? It's like purposely bad, I think. Um, I'll tell you my least favorite. They they kept going back to the sausage finger one. Oh yeah, like so much. It was a bit. Yeah. I know it, it was like so like cringe and on the nose. It was a bit sexually it, yeah, invasive in, for me. Yeah, in this one, it's like the Evelyn is like actually lesbian lover with the auditor who is yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis, and they have sausage fingers. Um, <laughs> so they're like, so it's a universe. So she needs to find a way to use her feet more effectively. And there's a universe where we evolved to have literal like, yeah. sausages as fingers. And I mean, not like like googly not, sausages, not useful ones. No, not not like a chorizo that's got a bit of solid solidity to it. No, like, like floppy, like little <laughs> American poor quality yeah. uncooked. So you know, sausages. But then you keep jumping back to that universe, and I was like, yeah. oh yeah, okay, all right. Do There's we... another one where she's like Kung Fu master, yes. like and basically like sing she, yeah, she can. There's and she's like a at a premiere. She's like a movie star. Uh, yeah, one where she's like an opera singer. Um, what's it doing? You know there? my favorite one. Is there any other ones? So my favorite one is one where there's this great moment in the movie where all this mentalness is going on. Everything's oh, yeah. just batshit and it just stops. Yeah. And the whole movie slows for just a heartbeat and they're just a pair of rocks. Yeah, they're just <laughs> and, like two rocks in the universe. So amazing. And they're talking and they're both like... But it's like subtitles. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, uh, should should we be talking? Like we're rocks. And then... She's and like, then, no, shh. It's so, and then all of a sudden, like the mom turns around and she's got googly eyes on her. Oh my god! Like, like, mm. like my socks that I'm currently wearing again. Yeah, the googly eye. Week. The googly eye joke came back <sighs> hard in this movie. They make a lot of googly so eye. Great. That was one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. All right. Uh, other bits to, to spoil. I guess the bit. Why was sorry? You go. Why was the bagel? The, the the big end of the world was this black hole that she was gonna like, oh, release so yeah. on the sorry, all explain universes. Explain that point then. Explain how we get to that. Well, it's just like we find out that she's been that this whole time while she's looking while Joy's been looking for Evelyn, like the big, the big conflict, I guess, or the big the real villain is this dark hole. Well, I guess that's how she kills herself, gonna, right? That she's yeah. trying to kill herself and kill the universe with. Why was it a bagel? I don't know. I think that was just wacky. I think it's it just a joke. Weird. It was yeah, like okay. so they put she literally put they, everything possible on a bagel and it basically turned into a black hole. Yes, a bagel shaped black hole. Yeah, so a black bagel. Yes. <laughs> that could end the world. That could end everything. Yeah. Anyway. And she was trying to tempt uh, Evelyn to go with that. And that actually yeah. leads nice on to my next point, which is kind of the, the, I know it's a real trope, but the power of love was ultimately the winning factor. Evelyn realized she couldn't fight her way through everything. And her husband, who's a bit of a sop 
and he's kind of been painted as like this like kind of useless dick, but like yeah. useless wet blanket style character but yeah. like he's hilarious but the one that in his, her universe is painted this way mm. um but then it's, who, it's also interesting that you see in all other universes he loves her just as much yeah. but just doesn't quite have that opportunity but in this universe our universe we'll call it we'll call it 616 just for marvel continuity's sake they <laughs> she learns from him that she can't fight her way out of everything and well the, there's a there's a way of fighting that is positive yeah like and it's kind of like you know when you're surrounded by all this negativity like again control what you can control and you can control your outlook and that she has that, to kill with kindness yeah that's what his his whole thing is like me, me being absurdly happy in the face of all this stuff is yeah. me fighting back like yeah. that's the only thing i can control i really like that and it's a it, dude it was a really like Poignant it's message. very very like simple and maybe overdone but like the way they portrayed it in this one yeah. it like hit home better than i think others and I really liked when they brought it back to us. So there were so many universes going on at once, but there were two, which were the two key choices she could choose at the very beginning of the movie, which is one where she goes and hides in a closet and one where she doesn't and she goes to the tax office. Yes. The one where she goes into the tax office, everything goes batshit crazy, but the one where she hid in the closet originally, I think this is how it works. She then goes back and she has her party at the laundrette that she'd been planning the whole way through, but the IRS turn up and they try to take all her stuff and the husband actually helps them out of the IRS stuff by mm. admitting that they're going to get a divorce. And that's been, you know, like messing with them a little bit. Yeah. And that's when she realizes that, you know, the, there is this other way of fighting. But for me, it's that really intense family drama moment where, you know, she has that deep chat with Joy and she brings Joy around. And it's, it's in that moment when they really connect again, mm -hmm. that, bit for me was just the bit that really solidified the movie and made me think ah yeah. oh, like it doesn't like as much as all that nonsense is fun the actual drama family piece is the bit i enjoy most about yeah, it. no it came together very well yeah it was real nice yeah and the divorce thing is hinted out throughout the whole movie and yeah. like you know about it but the husband doesn't or yeah. the sorry uh joy evelyn doesn't or she does and then question question for you then so there's a bit i mentioned before there's a bit when so the, the 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 key two universes that we kind of follow that that one kind of <laughs> that one key decision making process in the first one where she everything does go batshit crazy and she has to fight everyone through the tax building she kind of dies in that for like a minute and then all of a sudden she's back to life and I didn't get that why did she come back to life yeah who kills her again I think didn't she just run what out I was of, just thinking about didn't she just run out of steam I couldn't. Oh yeah, she kind of like overloads. Yeah, she just yeah yeah she overloads uh, on all the universes. And I think she overloads in like because I think I guess like my interpretation of that is it's implied it's implied she overloads and there therefore goes back to like her her only way out was to go back to a universe where like was very very similar to the one she was just in and it like grounds her again. Mm, but I okay. don't know if that's accurate. Okay, I'm sure someone's explained it. Yeah, I'm sure there um, is. It's, it's good, though. But the bit we haven't talked about that I want to get your opinion I knew you were going here. <laughs> we have to finish. Yeah. We have to wrap up soon. But the uh, talk, talk to me about like, your favorite mechanic through the whole movie. Chekhov's dildo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We talked about it up top. Uh, uh, there's a scene. Where, <laughs> it's so Right in the beginning. Well, there's so a scene good. right in the beginning where like the otter who Jamie Lee Curtis plays it, who's just like this terrible, annoying, awful person, awful person yeah. like chugging milk in front of her. There are a thousand receipts, N like really just fucking with this poor struggling family, making it really hard on them, auditing them. 
And she's like, eventually she's like, they try and like get out of something. And she's like, do you think you can pull a fast one on the four years otter of the year running? And she like moves it. The, <laughs> the cut jumps through the side of her desk and it's like all her trophies and there's four of them. She's just one happened four. to be butt plugs. They just happen to be literally look like dildos. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, this is what that they would give to that to an auditor of the year because they have nothing else. No one is doing that for them. They Absolutely. need that thing. Um, and anyway, it's like, it was like so obvious that, that that's what that was. In my head, I was like, that that's going to come back how somehow. That, yeah. How is that going? And boy, does it. Do you want to explain? Gun. Do you want to explain how it comes back? Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, it's it's actually probably the, one of the standout moments of the movie, ironically being that it's a stupid, funny so, dildo part. It's so goofy. goofy. But they... So she, Michelle Yeoh is super powered. She's got all these cool memories going in her head. She's, she's fighting these two... Well, she's fighting this one dude at the time. And the, the guy in her ear, because obviously they've got the Bluetooth headset, yeah. says the way to become as powerful as she is and get them, you know, the Kung Fu moves to be there is you don't hear it, but basically tells her, tells him to jump on this dildo. It's just a point that there's, a, it's, it's a bit confused. And then out of nowhere, you just see him like slowly unzipping his pants. Yeah, And he looks and at then, the dildo. And then the dildo is the foreground. He needs of the some shot. kind of power. It's and you realize so that that's the, that's the random act the that he needs to do. Yeah. And the, but, but, but Michelle Yeoh stops him. And it's this great, it's a really good fight scene actually, where she's trying to keep him away from it. Like and he's trying to shove defend, his ass on this defensively fucking, while he yeah. tries to, to butt fuck himself with this dildo, <laughs> which is a weird thing to say out loud. But they they sort of like have a fight. It flies away, but then out of nowhere, you just see this dude flying into the shot. Yeah, she's like won the battle. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then like it just cuts from this guy like full on long jumping from like off set, off the set, flying <laughs> through the air, mid air, assuming the position, like pulling his oh, legs back, so opening good. his butthole, ready to land on it, and. Boy, does he connect. Boy, does he connect. But then the other guy comes yeah. back and he's got one too just moments later. Yes. That <laughs> just typifies everything about this movie. That just And then just, they proceed to have a whole fight where these guys have two fucking dildos in their butt. But that's the that's, whole time. That's what I love about this movie. Two minutes ago, we were talking about the beautiful story between a mother and daughter reconnecting. <laughs> and then a minute later, we talk about two dudes shoving dildos up their ass to find a way to fight this woman. And that's why this movie is probably one of my favorites of the year. Yeah, it's, it's a really good <laughs> Which, Which, all right, you have a choice before yeah. we finish up. The choice for you is, DL, you can keep one of these two movies and the other is stricken from the world forever. You have this or you have Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. I mean, like, I like Doctor Strange, but I think this is a better movie. Yeah, okay. So even, sh- even with all the multiversal... I mean, like, well, there's, a, there's a multiverse where that didn't happen, so, and I don't have to choose. So. <laughs> no, but I, I just In this think, one, you do. I actually, I just think that, like, as far as, like, Doctor Strange goes, it was, like, a really good m- movie. I enjoyed it, but, like, not all that much actually happened for the MCU, so you could take that out, and actually, we'd be pretty much where we already were. So, sure, it's actually that. not that big of a loss, um, and it's not as good of a movie. So, those two things, I'm going to go with uh, all right. this one. Fantastic. How about, how about you? I mean, I'm sure you, you do this. the same. Yeah. Absolutely. This is amazing. All right. True or false trivia before we finish up? Yeah. Hit me. I'm due to one for you this week because uh, I've ruined two of mine already. So at the beginning of the movie, Jerry Slate's dog mom, you mentioned before. Yes. She's a character who comes into the washateria <laughs> and she's presented with a ticket for her laundry. Now, her ticket is a completely randomized number 
which just happens to relate to a number of different films. Is this true or is this false? True. It's semi-true. So the number <laughs> that they actually give it is a number 42. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I haven't. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is one of my dad's all-time favorite movies. And I got to say, I love the remake with um, whoever the guy is in The Hobbit. Who's the isn't, name it, isn't it a film? Or yeah, sorry, yeah. a book? It's a book. It's yeah. a couple of movies. But what effectively happens in that is at the very beginning, I'm not giving anything away here, They the, the world is actually a calculator and it's trying to calculate the meaning of life. It's doing this big, it's take, taking eons to come up with an answer. And the meaning of life is the number 42. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, then they have to create another world to work out what the number 42 means. And it's like this rolling, rolling joke throughout. But she gets the number 42, which is the number for her laundry, which is a reference to that. Okay. And I see a lot of hitchhikers in this. Like, you, we should, you should watch that at some point. It's a really, really good movie. Yeah, I've heard good things. Well, ultimately, that was our rambling overview of this movie, DL. Thank you all for sticking with it. We do really appreciate it. We do. Would you like some correspondence, DL? Of course. DL, when please <laughs> open your emails. We got correspondence. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make that into a theme at some point. It's going to happen. Oh, cringe. What do you mean? You've already done this. is the third episode. This is for sure a theme at this point. I haven't made it into a theme yet. I mean, it's come up multiple times I that know. is i think a definition of a theme I, well i mean i have to get someone to actually do it for us <laughs> i'm not gonna make it all right a couple of bits of correspondence thank you all for hitting us up you can find us at podcast assemble on instagram or the podcast assemble at gmail.com as friend of the show matt did now i have to preface this because otherwise it would be a bit confusing yes dl did you ever watch a show called supernatural god is it old it's fairly old now, yeah. It went for like 15 sister, seasons. I think my sister did. Yeah, it went for like 15 seasons for a long time. I think it was like on, and I sometimes watched, but I didn't watch it. It was but, on the CW. Yeah, and I remember. Because it, it was like network television, and my, my sister was watching it. Now, this was a, a show me and, me and my brother actually watched. I used to like, really enjoy it for the first four seasons. 15 seasons of anything is tough. It's a lot, right? Yeah. I, I mean, like the main characters died, and they were re- brought back to life. So many times. But obviously it's now finished. But they're doing a spin-off. So they are doing a spin-off. For, well, it's more of a prequel, actually, focused on the mother and father of the two main characters, Dean and the other one, whose name mm. I've now forgotten. Uh, Sam and Dean, that's it. I knew they had names. Would you watch this? I suppose not having watched the original, it would be... <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> pretty difficult to... Uh, um, pretty, pretty difficult but I, to I, I don't know. You watched it. I, I, it's a better question for you. Is that something you, is that a well you want to go back to? Is it going to be the oh, absolutely same? Fucking not. No, is no, it going to no. be the same actors as well? Like, no, no, no. Cause it's, it's, yeah. it's a prequel set with the parents, which, you know, makes no sense. Saying that though, one of the actors, Jensen Ackles is in the boys season three and he's fantastic. A soldier boy. Yeah. We've talked mm. about it. So you mentioned previously a little bit about the, uh, gaming celebration that's been going on recently and friend of the show steve knowing my love for final fantasy thank you friend friend of steve i'd compl- didn't have any idea this was going on sent over there was a brand new final fantasy 16 trailer which looks sick by the way not gonna lie They're good also- hair all around they always have no much- one's ever bald less m- much less erratic <laughs> hair no one's ever bald one. in that show. no but thank you friend of the show steve there was a couple of showcases especially for square enix which i will be checking out Thank you very much for the recommendation. And finally, 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 I'm going to have to stop. We're going to have to stop this now. It's time to stop people sending us TV show recommendations. 
There are too many TV shows now, <laughs> and we haven't made a list of them, but we will. Thank you very much, friend of the show, Chris, who sent over a recommendation this week. If we're looking for something a bit more dramatized, uh, we, there is a TV miniseries called The Undoing. Mm. Uh, I think it's on HBO Max. It has Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman in it. And if we're looking for something, like I say, a little bit deeper, a little bit more sophisticated than what I would normally watch, this is apparently a good one to watch. So thank you very much, friend of the show, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Do you have any? I don't have any correspondence this week, but I would just like to, again, thank Lockie for all the hard work. Um, I've, I've heard some good, I've seen some good stuff on our feed. <laughs> it's not coming from me. So. Yeah. Um, and thank you, Tommy. Where, where can they find us, Tommy? Find us at Podcast Assemble on Instagram or the Podcast Assemble at gmail.com. See, I always have to say, I, was, I had a quiz you, you this time. You Anyway, thank you guys. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, Thanks for listening. We appreciate yeah, thank you for the, the ears. And um, until next time, man, later skaters. Tally ho.